Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts, Justine Brubelard, Serena Dixon, and Allison Weaver. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. On this week's episode, we will be critiquing Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, episode five and six. As our show will feature a lot of critiques, we also want to ensure that we provide possible solutions or suggestions for how different improvements could have been made and praise things that went well. We aim to be balanced and thorough. Check out our Patreon for exclusive subscriber benefits and merch if you like what you hear. Our link is available in our show notes. Now, without further ado, Let's dive into our discussion. When they're in Numenor doing the like uh, fight training, mm-hmm. and then uh, Galadriel jumps in on the, you know, if you can cut me, you get promoted. Um, the fight overall was was decent. I did have one moment that bothered me editing wise, visually. Um, the close-up for her first initial dodge like when she's fighting i forget his name it's cecile's best friend um they used a close-up shot which wasn't wouldn't have been my choice i would have Mm. used either just a wide shot or started with a wide shot and cut into a close-up or something if needed but mm-hmm. the fact that they just cut to a close-up seemed came off like they were trying to they didn't uh they were trying to hide the stunt double because they didn't shoot it well enough. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have a wide shot to believe with the stunt double. So they like cheated and with editing poorly. <laughs> so yeah, as far as that. For episode five, at least, that's that's the only editing moment that really stood out to me. Justine, did you have something from either one that really like stuck out as like problematic or particularly interesting? I am glad you started with the fight scenes. <laughs> we can talk no, about. I the think fight the fight scenes in comparison between the two was interesting. I didn't. I actually had some some issues with with editing and choreography in Mm. the first one where she's the same scene we're talking about where they're in training and she's like let's go bros um yeah it felt really like stiff to me Mm. and also unrealistic in that they were like bouncing in and out of like areas in whatever square they were in and like you like realistically using the things that are around them to fight but I feel like in this instance they probably would have been like okay here's the circle don't step out of the circle we're not gonna ruin the right, yeah they would be things. fighting in the circle you yeah. wouldn't if you uh-huh were uh-huh anyway I know how to fight with swords so I'll, I'll go in on that in a minute <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how to fight with swords but I still feel that they would have done that. Definitely wouldn't. Um, So I'm glad I'm not totally off point. No. Um, Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised with the fight scenes in episode six. (sighs) I appreciated the editing and choreography of those so much more. I felt like it flowed. Like it was an actual. It was an actual fight. Fight scene. Like it was a believable fight scene. Mm. Yeah. Like it was an actual fight. Like I'm watching something real happen as opposed to stiffly watching people kind of try to not hurt one another (laughs) I know stitch it together yeah so that was I was yeah really pleasantly surprised with episode six and how they handled the fight scenes yeah I can't think of a fight scene there that I really had a ton of issues with there were some like less than believable moments where you're like oh yeah they would have seen that coming or done something different but all in all, I was just really impressed with how they handled that. And yeah, it was just a really good job by the editors and direction in that on episode six. There was a different editor too. If you don't mind, I did have one clarifying question. 
with these categories, are we talking about both episodes? Yeah, we're talking time, about both, we just, both episodes okay, at okay. one time because we're just we're just gonna plow through and like okay and then gotcha. instead of having um more episodes than we like less episodes than we originally planned, but this way we can compare and contrast. The one I mean, as far as editing in episode six, when we're looking at the ground and we see a hand dig into the ground, mm. it starts off as a as a gloved hand. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to just a, a bare hand. And it wasn't clear to me if that was supposed to be a parallel edit or if it was the same character and they just didn't show the fact that they took their glove off. So it was like, oh. I think it is neither, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those, let me, I'm going to pull it up. Okay. I think it's the same like sort of gloves that he was wearing in the beginning mm-hmm. no i definitely um, i am thinking totally right that it's, it's the same guy it's just because it kind of dawned on me later when they they did the wide shot and showed you like the whole scene mm-hmm. i'm like wait a minute so if it was the same guy how do you go from gloved on like digging with a glove on and they're going oh we we let we took the glove off like I mean that that goes with both editing for not picking a shot that had the glove, and that also goes for props because they they didn't check. <laughs> yeah, it was there, and then it wasn't. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I guess when I saw it, I edited it out in my head, like it was that because it's his kind of like clawy, stabby glove. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, his armor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's got like the armor on the outside and the inside must be like less glove and just his hand. So I was like, oh, that's that's just oh, what it is. I mean, he like yeah, flipped the his armor, hand over, but it's... The armor it's, is just on the, the knuckles. Um, The bottom okay. is just like a leather glove. Um, But, uh, but you're right, no, the it's shots, just, it's totally gone. Yeah, I initially thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a parallel edit between the bad guy and the uh i'm just gonna say the wizard because we definitely know he's a wizard at at this point the stranger is what he's named Mm -hmm. um but he's definitely a wizard that that much has been made clear uh with the with episode five oh i did have a, a few consistency with editing complaints about the fight in episode six the one uh yeah because there was a fight in episode five with with the orcs mm-hmm. right there was that was part one the whole watchtower fight was episode mm-hmm, five and mm-hmm. then the village fight was episode six okay so the village fight there there was not consistency with the shots so i noticed there was um, a shot choice inconsistency with the amount of orcs entering the village versus the amount of orcs that were at the watchtower versus the big group scene mm-hmm and then they get, and then later we see the amount of orcs after they cross the bridge, they stop and they spring that once this trap is sprung, it's like, where's all the orcs? Like it's just that little group. And I'm like, but it looked like it was an army coming in coming to the village. What what? But that was also not mm, the same amount totally that was true. at the watchtower. So mm-hmm. <laughs> confused. That caused a lot of confusion. Obviously. For those that have seen the episode, you come to find out these are not actually orcs for the majority of the group, or at least the for the village group. The first wave. Yeah. I did like the use of them showing the tunnels leading to the mountain uh, slash volcano. The other thing I had was Theo is just about to like give up the hilt and uh, it cuts. We already know that Galadriel is on the way. Although mm-hmm. it is seemingly pure coincidence that they happen upon this orc-infested village. Well, they did talk about it before, that that's probably where they were headed next. Yeah. Well, I know they said they were going to go to the Southlands. There mm-hmm. was something about that. It goes, uh, once they realize they're outside, it, it goes from like super dark in the tavern with, with the light, mm-hmm. the torches, just the torches, like it's still nighttime, to complete daylight. But- that just seems like a nonsensical yeah. switch on a, on a visual. I, you would think there would be, you know, they used 
planks of wood, there'd be light filtering in. I mean, that also falls under the lighting category, but from an editing perspective, it was very editing, directing, just all around, very strange jump from yeah. like what I feel like, like that's been a yeah. that's been a consistent for me in all of the episodes because I feel like all of the episodes we've experienced this dawn night to dawn to daylight transition mm-hmm. yeah. and we are eking into lighting more um and Allison obviously has <laughs> lots of thoughts on this definitely have lots of thoughts about that and I also have to go back to the fight scene because the there were certain stunt things and fight things that were crazy yeah okay well since we're we can continue more about the lighting then but going back to the fight scene um my one issue with the fight scenes in episode six they were worlds better than previous fight scenes in all of the other episodes Mm -hmm. um I felt like, especially when um, the Queen Regent and Hellbrand and Gladriel and all them arrive, I felt like the camera work got a bit in. And by that, I mean, you know, when you, but you know, when you pan just a little too fast and it just gets a bit jumpy or scraggly and you, you just, the camera kind of can't keep up with what it's capturing while it's moving. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of that going on mm-hmm. and, or I think it's the, and it felt like a lot of it was, and maybe it was my internet connection on my TV streaming it, who knows, but it felt like some of the scene, like the shots were like sped up faster than real time. Mm-hmm. My connection. And I was like, I- why? Why Just is this set up? <laughs> I don't think it was you. I mean, Allison might be able to to give a, you know, her opinion then in a minute about if, if she had any technical difficulties or if it was just uh, the camera. No, I don't think she was having technical difficulties. Um, okay, because for me, even though I'm gigabyte speed internet, the um, Amazon video player is not very good. It kept, like shuddering or like pause like uh, there was lag basically while I was watching and I was watching on my pc because if I'm typing I can type really fast versus like if I'm typing right, on a keyboard so right um, right so I'm not really I sure think that there, I think there there was a little lag in reality hold on a second I'm gonna be in course I'm going off this okay so yeah I don't know if I was just having some internet smoothness issues or if it was the quality of the video they released. Mm. As far as like obvious a little camera bit of mess ups, okay. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, for there was a little bit of lag as I recall, but it wasn't bad because I have, um, I was watching, I was watching it and I, I have very, very fast internet so <clears throat> yeah but anyway I want to go back to the real quick to the fight thing to say one thing that I <laughs> didn't say before I realized I have to go run and do the right of the Rohirrim so <laughs> so basically with the fight scenes okay there was two things that I noticed the first one is that they did have some extras who really get it like I could tell that some of the extras really mm-hmm. get out to do a fight scene, especially some of the horse extras, like that were actually riding the whole time. That was legit. That was like because some of them actually could ride very nicely and stunt while they were riding. Like they didn't end up on the ground. Like, you know, some of the main characters, lead characters, they ended up on the ground because they're not very good with stunts. Mm. So but I did appreciate, I really appreciated the in the second one that we're critiquing how they nicely um, had that. Now, I don't like Gladriel's fake horse because sometimes she's reading, riding her real horse and sometimes she's riding her CGI horse. And I don't like her mm-hmm. as she can that ride. Is, okay. That is one CGI moment that, that completely slipped my notice, apparently. And I also <laughs> like... Um, 
I didn't like the way they were horse, they were training or how some of the characters were easily able to kill the orcs and how third, like we said earlier, or how these third party characters like always die like flies. Like, but it was less than before. Like there was actually felt like there was more of a real battle this time. Um, and then yes. also when you're when you're sword training, when you're sword training, you definitely don't just start going out with like sharp swords. You definitely start what? with wooden. Like back in the time, they would start with wooden swords. They would not start with freaking sharp swords. Well, I mean, they said in the writing that she's she, you know, Elendio was talking with her about what she thought, and you know, she made the comment of the you know uh yeah like i forget the phrase but uh basically untested well it wasn't that they were untested it was their movement specifically wouldn't have worked with an orc but like the way they were training wasn't exactly no the use of because you would use you would use one sword sword or or, um you would use training swords not proper swords for that kind of yeah at least um, not when you're new. Ooh, let me see. There's one other thing I wanted to mention about edits. When they're like, like I said before, and I'm going to mention horses as their own characters, but mm-hmm. I did like the, because I believe horses are characters too. Well, no. Sometimes they have names. Sometimes they are characters because they have a lot of characters themselves. One thing I liked was when, when um, a sealed door woke up in the middle of the night and he was just like went to see his horse. I thought that mm-hmm. was like very cool, and also the way that it showed the stable was very nice. And I thought that it worked for him. Like he woke up in the middle of the night, he's supposed to be asleep. How Brandon Cores woke up like who did? But <laughs> um, but but it was nice because you could just see he had a little moment with his horse, and then he went up on the deck, and then he runs into Galadriel. So it's like it can make sense to me. And- and those are the important little moments that draw you into actually caring mm-hmm. about people and things and places mm-hmm. in the scene and what's happening. And that's what we were missing in the beginning. Um, I just think that I found some more moments like that, like small things that I thought, oh, that's nice. I'm glad you finally just took time to breathe. And there were a few points like that, like that moment. And then there was another one where, oh, just like, like when when um, Adar was in captivity, the camera just sat with him a little bit too. For example, like little things I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like the the pace was slower because it's that's how she she directs she directs a little bit more methodically in terms of that. Um, mm-hmm. Or like when Bronwyn and Arandia went to touch the tree, for example, it was still alive. <laughs> like just little things. When Halbrand and Gladriel had kind of like that post battle connection like it felt mm-hmm. more like friendship some people were reading into that like it was something else mm-hmm. but i didn't read into it like that it's just i know but it was just like it felt like they yeah. were spending a little time just sitting with them and i thought that was quite nice yeah. because up until now they were just running around doing things so that's all i wanted to say about the camera and edit thing quick question did charlotte direct a prior episode no. Yeah, no. Okay. This is the first time she's um, directing for this. Okay. So you both reminded me of something that I didn't note at all because I wasn't even thinking about it. Um also just cl- disclaimer, my brain is fried. It's been a long week. Um where you you got one of you mentioned uh, the quiet moment with Isildur going to his horse in the middle of the night when he can't sleep. Mhm thinking back on that while I was listening to you guys uh it reminded me of Aragorn who also has has a strong connection with his horses and those that remember Lord of the Rings lore and history knows that Isildur is Aragorn's ancestor so that connection was was a a good was a good moment on on their part to show that connection. I mean, it's not an overt connection, but like those that really know Aragorn and Aragorn's portrayal by Viggo Mortensen, 
could read into that that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so that was one thing that I that I wanted to just bring up. Uh, the other thing, as far as I guess editing plays a part in it because it sets the pace. You know, you you make the pace with the editing and and how you cut the shots. The moment that felt the most like Lord of the Rings to me is when they they cross the interrogation scene slash we don't even know his name's story with mm. showing of the the like the dark creepy stuff mm-hmm. like yes. the dead goblin the, and I'm like oh that feels so much like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and they like ramp up that tension of like oh my mm-hmm. god what what's what is this you know this is dangerous this is spooky and it's you mm. know like showing of the tombs of the the you know the nine ring rights in mm-hmm. the hobbit or you know that realization moment in fellowship when they're in more they're stuck in moria and they realize everything's around them is dead i don't know that like sudden like jarring feeling it just felt mm-hmm. the pacing and just the visuals very much felt like like it's truly lord of the rings esque mm. It just felt very connected and cohesive to in that one in that you know one sequence um mm-hmm. whereas and, I mean, the rest of the show just felt very disjointed yeah i also i i wanted to bring that up for like a separate but similar reason and that those were all shots we've seen before mm-hmm. but they were edited in such a way that it like it felt new it felt Mm. it felt like exactly what they wanted it to it was very revelatory where it was like oh we're going back and we're seeing this not for the first time but for the first time we understand Mm. things more and Mm. and I'm like like it pulled me in I really Mm -hmm. like when when shows and movies do that revelation feeling especially when it's a dread like a sense of dread and it's like oh crap like you know when that light bulb goes off in your head and you're like oh i know Mm -hmm. what's going on and it's not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's a very exciting emotion to feel it's like oh (laughs) like Mm -hmm. no that that weirdly euphoric light bulb you know epiphany you're having as you're watching Mm. And it's showing you your epiphany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Um, no, I, no, I think does. I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> this is, I think, a good way to transition to... You guys probably already talked some about the lighting. Uh, um, um, we touched on it, yeah. But I want to I wanna just compare the lighting between the two episodes. Let's see what we can notice that's different or similar. Because we've definitely had the same gaffer, for sure. But the emphasis seemed to be a bit different on both. At least that was my opinion when I was watching it. So, for example, in the first one, like that we are critiquing, they like, you know, they love that overly amber gel situation Mm -hmm. and the super day stuff. Numenor, as we talked about, like when they were outside, was fine mostly because you're dealing with sunlight mm. but which then, most of the light in the Numenor outdoor scenes do look uh do appear to be pretty natural that's right yeah it's a lot of it's natural light like because they're actually made Numenor outside so yeah if a bit oversaturated well I've yeah. noticed the saturation has gone down definitely yeah mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. it <laughs> I like the that first episode it was like <laughs> right and then when they're in the um, dinner thing uh, in episode five with the dwarf, the I liked the like hanging lights, the hanging lanterns. Um, mm-hmm. That I thought was pretty. And they had the torches around. And I think compared to some other times, the lighting was less like awkwardly sourced there. Oh, going to the second one, when they're doing a lot of the torch stuff, 
I could tell the editor is different because, you know, when you compare the amber, compare the amber light, amber lighting from the beginning of episode six, and mm -hmm. like firelight, and then the episode five, it's different. It's mm -hmm. slightly different. I'd so have I to think see a side by side. I'll show you side by side. Just a minute. Wait. I did have one thing that stood out to me with uh, episode five with the lighting. We finally get a moment with those white cloaked characters. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or yeah. Characters mm -hmm. in the white cloaks. The, um, I'm not sure the best way to the, rephrase that. The cultists. Um, yes. Yeah. We don't have names or anything to go off of. Um, it, The lighting for me <laughs> was really noticeable when it went from real daylight to studio light. I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was not, you guys did not match the lighting at all. It mm -hmm. looks so fake. <laughs> like for the, for the wide shots and for like when he, they're on the ground, it's very, it looks very real. And then as mm -hmm. soon as they go to the close-ups of like them on top of the hill, it's like, mm, and you're in the studio and that's CGI background. Mm -hmm. Thanks for ruining that suspension of disbelief. Uh, so that definitely threw me off. I, even though it was obvious to me that the talk between, the moment with the talk between Durin and Elrond was on a set, the lighting still came through really nicely. I liked how that was lit. Um, it looked, I don't know, it just, it mm. evoked a sense of like being out in, you know, on a walk in, in a wooded area and just like that calm feeling, especially with all the different, the colors mm -hmm. and the leaves. And, you know, even though it was a set light, the, the golden hue all bouncing off Duran's hair, um, it, it, you know, it, I think it did a good job of, of mimicking sunlight filtering through the trees. Yeah. Right. I appreciated how they were lit. I didn't appreciate how <laughs> the props. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know what happens with the elves. They just keep getting <laughs> oversaturated. So let me show you this. I can show you the difference here. So this. Okay. For our viewers, check this. out our social channels to see this. <laughs> Look at this. It's slightly different. Yeah, yeah, I can see that now. This is the, like, the one I like, on the right is episode six. The one on the left is episode five. Okay. So the one on the I right like is the, redder. It's definitely mm -hmm. brighter. Yeah. And brighter. And also it's emphasizing this right here, which I thought was a nice little shot. Yeah, that I did really like. like that I was, loved that. I, um, I mean, but looking at them side by side of Mr. Creepy No Name Rook. Um, <laughs> Adar. That's his name. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's really a title than a name. But anyways. True. Semantics. Um, <laughs> I do like the lighting on five. It's more. It feels more real with that really dark shadow. We were talking about the. Oh, lighting in. Go ahead. In all the episodes of uh, night to dawn to day, mm -hmm. how those transitions feel very. Mm, <laughs> at least resistant, <laughs> to say they the least. They leave me wanting every time. I'm like, mm. and in this right. one, like. I felt what they were doing in episode six when, you know, it was still dark in the town, but it was light where the, where the company was like charging towards the town, even though you couldn't mm -hmm. see the town. I'm like, okay, I oh, get yeah, it. That They're didn't like, even register, be like, I registered for me. I thought it was two different days for like, and now I'm thinking oh, back no. on it. And, yeah, that was not a good. How does it go from yeah, you're right. It was day nighttime. Well, and I get it. Like they're like closer to sunrise geographically, but not that much. Probably not that, not that much. Hill, <laughs> a little bit more, but yeah, no, it was it was too 
I, I don't, but at the same time, Dawn does hit real quick. Like, mm, it was still it, too bright to be Dawn. Yeah. Daylight, yes. But Dawn. I'm, I'm trying no. to, I'm trying to give them. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know, Allison, what you. Hmm? Uh, I don't know what your observations of said things were. As I the think I'm in agreement with you on that, actually. I don't have much to comment on it, really. I just wanted to talk about one other thing, which was the explosion of the volcano. Logically, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that that whole scene, visually, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I think like, it was really hard. interesting cool. to see that uh, little process. They have their nice moment, right? And then all the stuff starts blowing up. And mm, like we did the things. Mm. So let's go. Ooh. We should move on. So um yeah, sorry. What about uh sets, props, etc.? Ooh, um the the blade mysteriously reappears. <laughs> and it's like oh look (laughs) where have you been it was on Um, holiday (laughs) um yeah so i did notice that um one thing that was really obvious to me props wise uh the conversation with isildur and elendil in that like harbor space when he's checking off the boxes that were actually already checked off. Right. It gives you the shot of the paper he's writing on with mm-hmm. a pretty much dry quill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah, the, why that. are the boxes already there? Why are you going over the boxes with, you know, the, the check marks, you know, the X's when there's already X's and you're, there's no ink on your quill whatsoever. Listen, right. sometimes you need to quadruple check things and you just forget to ink your pen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just like, that's a really obvious prop snafu. <laughs> um, the other one that was really obvious uh, for me in episode five specifically was also during that, that like training fight scene. It, there's a couple of shots of the the sword rack in the background mm-hmm. and then i noticed half the swords were unsheathed and the then there was like a half that just had sheaths hanging mm-hmm. from what looked like nothing like they were attached underneath the rack like where the swords would be sitting and i'm like wait a minute yeah you wouldn't have half of them sheathed and half of them not first of mm-hmm. all second of all how are your sheets just sitting there attached to nothing except the wood right that they're underneath <laughs> i was like mm, somebody didn't pay attention it's just like small details things. of things that people aren't checking when they're filming like you know boxes already being filled in or you know mismatched sword rack um I did notice the use of prop to show that Adar had the Afron Afron scenes, which didn't click for me until um, Adarondir pulled them out. And I was like, oh, they both had, you know, because, yeah. yeah, um, I just called them because I don't know what they are. Yeah. And that was, that, that was when it, you know, um, I thought that was a really interesting way to show Adar's connection to his elvishness, essentially, mm-hmm. um, because it's only a custom that the elves do. Um, well, let's see. Did I have anything else about? We're talking about props, just props and set or props. I'm sorry. Prop, props and set right now, because then we'll get to the people costumes. OK. Or- I'm sorry, I did have one more thing that I mm-hmm. noticed. Uh, the dinner scene between the elves and Durin, Gilgalad. He, Gold Trim was not as well done as it could have been. <laughs> what would you have done differently? Made it shinier. It's really dull. Like, it, 
they, they made the gold trim look really dull and it's a it's not as smooth looking as I would have expected for an elvish prop mm. I don't mm. think I think it was they, they those particular like gold trimmed props that they did and the, the set work it just looks just kind of thrown together mm. and not as like time was spent on it to make it look as realistic and and fancy as possible mm. um, I got it yeah so it just yeah I, I did I didn't really appreciate that because it just shows there was a number of things um I'll get into some of the other things later that just showed me that they put the money in the wrong places for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm like they it, it really seems like they put everything in the cgi and and like the props and the costumes for non-main characters was was lacking mm, true do you know what i did like i liked the bow for the orc the orc mm. bow was so nice and uh like the little their other weaponry was nice the chain mail i liked uh it felt mm-hmm. It felt nice and old, like you know, like they didn't have access. Feels like they didn't have access to the main armory, so mm-hmm. like kind of like mm-hmm. doing what they could with what they had, kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely liked the the prop, the weapon props. Yeah. Um, also, like the flying heads, <laughs> the flying heads. I liked that use of flying heads. Um, the, the orc head on the spike was pretty good too. Yeah, that was great. It's like, ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the kind of reaction I want with oh like, my gosh. stuff like that. And like during Arondir's fight with the big orc and the yeah. blood in his mouth and on yeah, his face, yeah. I was just like, oh, I hate this, but I'm loving it. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was good. <laughs> but so gross. Yeah, I want to be, you know, with fight, with fights and stuff, I want to be grossed out a little bit. I don't need to be Game of Thrones disgusted. Just you know, make it seem as gritty and as it should be, because it, you know, especially a fist fight kind of thing, yeah, right. hand hand combat that that is very gritty, very personal, very disgusting. Oh. Um, I don't need Game of Thrones level. Just I like those moments when you really feel for, especially. No, so at Arondir or Arondir, I keep getting his name wrong. I apologize. Arondir's, um, you know, desperation for that, uh-huh. for that moment. Mm-hmm. And like the yeah. piece of wood they used was very concerning. <laughs> you know, it, it looked like a legitimate threat. Oh, I know what I like. That's what it was. They had really good force armor. The they did such a great mm. job with the medieval horse armor, like the face, the face protection, the um, mm-hmm. the body arm, like a little bit of the body armor for the horses. I was I was the first thing I remember noticing when I first saw the trailer was that was very nice horse armor. Um, as far as the helmets go, of course we saw the winged helmet of Lendil. I like that. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. I do not like the helmet of the queen at all. No. This is so unpractical. <laughs> uh, and the standards, the the like star the standards of the, the Numenorians were very nice. Anyway, I don't have a lot to say about props and stuff, but I did like this one setting. I'm going back to something that I already mentioned. So this setting um about the when 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 Halbrand and Galadriel are having the that chat after they fought and they kind of got that a little bit closer to each other through the battle experience, I appreciated this mm-hmm. right here. I'll show it to you guys. Oops. This. I just visually like that. Like when they're out, they're panned out and then mm-hmm. they pan mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. conversation. I said, thank you. This is, that's really nice. It must have been the right the right the right thing the right place at the right time it's what it felt yeah like. that's definitely a real place yeah it felt like the right place at the right time yeah they found mm-hmm. a good location like real location nailed that I shot always i know it's so pretty i might actually yeah. save it 
um, have a stronger appreciation when f films and shows use actual locations. It's easier to connect with versus a set. Unless it's a grand set like Harry Potter. Mm. Where you're just like, you don't even realize, you know, the sets that are so good, you don't realize you're in a set. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like a set. Mm -hmm. um, that would be the only exception. Is if it's, but, you know, overall, realism for me with editing, with lighting, um, is a big thing. Yes, I agree. And I think it, I think it needs to be in order to really go inside of the world. For yeah. sure. Okay. I think that's like, keep going. Uh, you think um, that's what? No, I think that's, I think that's like the parallel to like those little moments. So there's like those little moments in acting where you sit with the actors or you get mm -hmm. like, a piece of their character is revealed and mm -hmm. it's like the same thing with set is like it's like the little things yes that will capture the audience and pull them in um yeah yeah you know, no, I, it, you know it, it it adds to that uh i did miss one of my points about props go ahead um although it didn't really live up to it so it's kind of bummed but um <laughs> I thought I was really expecting them to do the whole, you know, apple trope when he's oh. apple. I was like, you know, the whole, you know, the character that's eating the apples up to no good. Uh -huh. And then they kind of didn't. And I'm like, mm, you, you don't have them eat an apple then and make it a freaking orange. Well, you don't have to be that apple but, trope because horses love apples and whatever. It doesn't have to always do that. Yeah. Although um, I think i saw that it didn't actually look like the horse bit the apple when he took it back i was like mm, that apple doesn't look like it was touched <laughs> would have been a fake apple because the horse would have been on that yeah the, that apple would have been gone you're not getting that That's apple back. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah but i was like oh are they gonna do you know because it, it very it seemed very in character for him because he is kind of a you know i'm up to something type of guy like we we've got not as a whole, but you know, there's been snippets where he kind of gets everybody into trouble doing something stupid, right? Like mm -hmm. yeah, you know, the ship snippets. You know, his friend almost knocking his friend off the ship. Um, you know, trying to stow away, which I feel like that's been his whole character so far. Yeah, he's just been kind of, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do what I want to do regardless of my mm. consequences which we already know how his story ends yeah, um right. <laughs> it's right on character for him i'm gonna do what i want to do i don't care how it hurts everybody else until mm -hmm. it kills me <laughs> um but yeah that that was the one prop thing that stood out to me that uh i wanted to mention real quick mm-hmm that's good. Yeah. Two things with costume that like grabbed me. One was in episode five. <sighs> Bronwyn, still the only person in color, but yeah. also her shoes. When it cut to the first scene, Oh, in episode five of them, I think it was the first scene of them in the town. Um, it, I didn't mind the cut itself. It was a nicely framed shot. You know, it's like her like walking up the stairs to get to the tower wall, which is chill. Mm. But based on said shoes, I was like, oh, we got some fancy person here, <laughs> you know, and then it's just Bronwyn. And I was like, oh because they're like brand new shoes looks like she just picked them up at macy's um <laughs> like, they're not dirty like <laughs> what and i was just super thrown off because based on the shoes i thought i knew what kind of character i was going to be seeing and then i was just really thrown 
And then in, I should have done this before we met, um, but Galadriel's armor in episode six was like, that looks like pretty much like her same old armor. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, that they don't really. She showed up in Numenor with with nothing. So how does does she suddenly have her armor back? Yeah, and presumably they made it for her, which is fine. But yeah, I was just like, oh, dang. Like, and it, it was very reminiscent of the shot of her. Oh, I guess that was this. I just feel like in the trailer, we saw this shot and we thought she was getting on the boat from Valinor to, mm-hmm. to Middle Earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And so seeing that shot again, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not that time. <laughs> this is not that day. <laughs> yeah. But where'd you get that armor, girl? <laughs> no, for real. Where did she get that armor? So, Magic spell. <laughs> right? So then, like, the other thing is, like, as we were talking about the dirty thing and, like, okay, so, like, when they're, like, having Bronwyn almost die like yeah you get bloody and stuff which I finally you're like finally getting dirt on you Bronwyn like and got like right mm-hmm. but like well, you missed the dirt and the nails then because that really stood out to me I was like oh look oh, oh yeah they actually look grimy <laughs> you know because it was when they were touching the tree you could see the dirt under her nails I was like ew <laughs> um but yeah, I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> so there was that, and I I was like, okay, yeah, they missed the journal dance for sure. But I think there was things like where I was like, okay, you're finally getting dirty. I mean, I wish that the armor on the Numenorians would have been dirty, but I get why they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. uh like some things like dirt and wear and tear, because they apparently traveled such an extensive instance, like let's be real, your stuff. But like, or their hair should be more messy, for example. Mm. Uh, of course, they want to stun everyone. Be stunners. Mm. But, <laughs> but no, that, I think apart from that, I, I did appreciate the way that they, that they were trying to show the light in the dark and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, so I had one <laughs> negative costume comment. And uh, I can bounce off you a little bit and I and have some positive comments. Um, yeah. So just go with the bad first. Um, just throw the bad out there and then we can get the positive. Elendil's armor, quote unquote, was very <laughs> noticeably a uh, rash guard type shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> nice scales, nice scale print mm-hmm. instead of, you know, actually wearing, you know, chain mail. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> really? You have all this money and you, you right. don't use it. I think they, they uh, for that armor, they could have obviously done the chain mail, but yeah, like they didn't. That's definitely, I agree, that's a critique. But like, yeah. when you're looking at it from farther away, it's better. From far away, you don't notice. But as soon as they do a close-up and he moves his arm and it's, it stretches, it like, you can see it fold into itself. It's like, Mm-hmm. I think they just don't care about his costumes. Like historically, if you look back at the episodes, like we've had yeah. a lot of like, "Hey, he's still wearing his ship clothes." Hey, what's going on over here? <laughs> well, um, yeah, it just it seems like the costume they care the most about is Galadriel's. But she was in a nightgown for a long time. <laughs> I'm just saying, in terms of. <laughs> in terms Sorry. of quality i've always noticed when when we see galadriel i'm gonna spit out my her, teeth. she has <laughs> she has on quality items like her armor looks like real armor but like everybody else is like no you get the cheap stuff we spent all our but all our costume budget on galadriel <laughs> and the rest of you get I feel like if we're gonna say that, I'd say it's the Queen Regent who got the the budget for mm. costume. Maybe for the dresses, not for the not for the crown. Just because her 
she she also has the most outfits I think of everyone we've seen because Galadriel I think has like maybe five no I'm just saying in terms of I think what the part that I'm trying to get at is that because she seems like the only character aside from the some of the elves in her group at the very beginning her armored costume looks Mm. as close Mm. to legitimate as possible like actual chain mail actual Mm -hmm. like metal whereas Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. else has like Mm -hmm. styrofoam versions not the orcs though not the orcs though they actually have chain mail no so my my positive comment to bounce off that i was really i really liked the um orc uh, costumes and i also really like harfoot's costumes um they feel very you know real they they look like they're real textiles you know true woven items um you know cotton items um, and I liked that the orcs, even though it, it it gave me a Mad Max vibe with all mm. the bone, um, yeah. each orc mm. was different. Uh, they weren't yeah. all just like a blanket look to them. I mean, even in, in, in the original trilogy, the orcs themselves are all like, you know, a hodgepodge of mm-hmm. outfits, different styles, different... Um, looks and I, I did really like that um but yeah when it comes to like the the human race kind of characters it's like mm, we you're down on the list even even Arondir's armor it you know I like that it invokes the sense of being wooden but mm-hmm. it definitely still looks cheap cheaply made mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like there's Fair. so many other projects that go so far to make the costumes look as realistic as possible, and I, that's been a overall issue with me with the show is that they they pick and choose who they want to look legitimate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.